Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe your way. Well, hello, my wondering friend from a <laughs> windy, rainy, pitlockery Scotland. I'm pretty sure it's raining sideways out there. It's uh, not even 9 a.m. yet. And of course, it's still not light outside <laughs> because of the short days here. As I record this at the end of December of 2023, as you're listening to this, uh, hopefully sometime in early 2024, this is actually going to be the first episode coming out in 2024. So happy new year, I guess. It's not quite new year as I record this, but hopefully as you are listening to this, you're listening to this early in the new year and I can say happy new year. If you're listening to this further in the future, happy, happy day, (laughs) happy whatever day it might be. So I want to talk today about travel bucket lists. Now I did an episode on this maybe about a year ago. I think it might've actually been February of 2023, but I always kind of find the new year is a good time to revisit that list and to add to it, subtract from it. Maybe there are places you've crossed off of it. And I just went back and looked at the episode because I was like, what did I even have on that episode? And there are some things that are still on there. (laughs) And there are some things that I can happily say I crossed off this year. And I'm going to kind of talk about that as as I go along. But I think my list is a little longer this year. But I kind of do this because I like to encourage you to do this because, hey, you know what? We got to have our travel dreams, right? And what better way than to pull out a list every now and again? And maybe it's every few months, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be just once a year, but at least do it once a year. And maybe, you know, at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, it's kind of a, a good time to do it. Maybe sometimes for people, they pull it out maybe around their birthday as they have another trip around the sun, whatever works for you. But I think having a travel bucket list and, you know, going through and kind of revisiting it is actually a really good idea. So I'm going to go through mind and I'm going to update it as we go along. Um, And I'll kind of uh, mention some things. I think it was, I have to go back and look at this episode now. I can't remember what episode number it was. It was episode 57. um, And it was back in February of 2023 that I released this episode on my bucket list. And I think I made myself just stick with 10, although I did put... (laughs) I did have an honorable mention and I did did have a bonus item. So I guess technically there were 12. (laughs) So anyway, I think I have 11, but I also kind of decided that I would put on some places that I wanted to return to that I've been to, but are sort of back on my bucket list for whatever reason. I'm going to kind of go in order to down to my number one. And then I'll talk about places I want to return to. And I'll even kind of mention some plans, some 
some plans that are in the works for 2024. So at the time of this recording, nothing has been set in stone outside of, of course, the small group tour, which hopefully you have gone over to take a look at, which is in June, June 16th to 28th of 2024. We are going to be going to some beautiful places, some places I've talked about, like Castel Roto and Alpi di Susi and the Sud Tirol Rhine wine route and San Vigilio di Marebe, Fenesan. Uh, Espreus Nature Park. We're going to be doing some hiking. We're going to be drinking some amazing wines, eating some delicious food. We'll also visit the Abbazia di Novicella, which is uh, up near the town of uh, Bressanone. Uh, I know it better in the German name, Brixen. It's a beautiful, beautiful abbey that's been around for centuries and uh, it's it's stunning and we're going to visit that and of course just have a great time enjoying being in one of the most beautiful parts of Italy in my opinion. So if you haven't gone go over and check that out the link will be in the show notes. So that's the only thing that's definite in my plans. Oh and of course uh, I'll talk about something else that I'll be going to as well. So let's get started without further ado drum roll please. We are going to dive into a lens bucket list. Now, this isn't necessarily for next for the next year of all the places I want to go. This is just sort of a rolling thing. These are places that I hope to go in the next few years. So I want to mention though, before I get started, there were a couple of places that I noticed were on the bucket list for the the last time I did this, um, when I recorded, put this out in early 2023. And believe it or not two places on there, I actually got to knock off my bucket list. So at number nine on my list, I had the Lake District of England, which I got to spend a full month in this year. And I can cross that off my list. However, I will be honest, I do hope to return because it's so beautiful. And I just really like to go back. I really enjoyed my time there. So that's one place I got to knock off my list. The other place that I got to knock off my list was, of course, the Isle of Lewis and Harris in Scotland. So that was has been on my bucket list for a while. And I'm so happy that I got to go there. And again, that would be a place that I would return to in a heartbeat. Uh, loved it there. Especially, I highly, highly recommend the Harris part because I think the Harris part is prettier. So anyway, so I just wanted to kind of point that out. So two places on my bucket list that I got to knock off of there. All right, my updated list. So the first place, and like I said, there's kind of 11. The first place is the Tatras Mountains. Now these are some mountains that are in southern Poland, and then in they kind of pour over into Slovakia. And I've kind of read about these here and there, like over the past probably decade. And interestingly enough, when I was in the Lake District and I was uh, going to the train station to leave to train back up to Scotland, I had a Polish man who was my taxi driver. I was taxiing over to the Windermere train station and we just started talking and he said something about about that or I don't, I don't know. I, he said something about we were talking about mountains and I said, yeah, I said, aren't the Tatras mountains there? He's like, oh yeah. He goes, and he just spoke so highly of them, said how beautiful it is and how unspoiled and, you know, not a lot of people like in the Lake District. <laughs> and he just really kind of 
reignited my my interest in them. So I thought I can need to put those back on my list is the Tatras Mountains of Southern Poland and I guess that would be Northern Slovakia. So it's just a it's an area, like I said, that doesn't I think see a lot of visitors. I probably mostly the locals go there. There are some ski places. There's lots of trails. So they sort of made it back on my list at number 11. Number 10 is the country of Romania. Now, I have a few where I have like entire countries on there. And I know I'm not going to go to the entire country. Like the first time I'll probably pick out some strategic places. I think for me, Romania would be going to some of these kind of smaller towns, maybe getting into the Transylvania region, going and visiting some of the castles. I would say that there are like some of the, some of the little towns that I'm thinking of are Brasov and Sibiu. I know I'm mispronouncing them. (laughs) And the Sigi. Sora. <laughs> it's S I G H I S with a little squiggle underneath of it. O A R A. These are some like beautiful little, like charming little towns that just look like they're right up my alley. And I think that those would be some really amazing places to go. There is also, uh, you would kind of have the Danube River. There's the, uh, I think the Maramuris region might, there might be some, I think the, if I'm not mistaken, if my geography is right, you would also have the Carpathian Mountains. So there would be a lot of things to do. I think both like investigating I probably wouldn't really spend any time in, in Bucharest, the uh, capital city, because you know me, I'm not big on on cities, but I would love to go into kind of some of these little little villages and out into the countryside, maybe uh, get on the Danube River. And I think that would be, and see some castles. I think that would be right up my alley. And to really kind of enjoy the culture because there really is kind of a, a a specific kind of culture and they have a specific heritage that I think would be really, really cool to explore. And I know it would be someplace that would be really different. So Romania is just keeps popping up on my list like every now and again. I'm like, oh, I really need to go over there. And I just never really venture that far east. Um, although I guess I have been to Greece and that's pretty far east. I've been to Turkey too. And that's pretty far east. So anyway, that has entered onto my list, the country of Romania is number 10. Number nine, my lone city, because I do, there are some cities that I want to go to. And I was sort of torn because there's a couple cities, but I put Copenhagen on there just because I keep wanting to get up into Denmark. And I met some folks earlier in my travels who are from Copenhagen and they just sparked, re, kind of kindled that interest again. It's, sometimes it's like who you run into, who you cross paths with that are, and you kind of like, oh yeah, I've always kind of wanted to go there. And then it sort of makes it on your, kind of makes your top 10, or in this case, 11. So the city of Copenhagen, it's, you know, it's it's supposed to just be delightful place to be. I think at any time of year, I mean, I know you kind of think, well, do you want to be there in the dead of winter when it's, you know, kind of dark outside and cold? Well, they have that whole, you know, what do they call it? The huga or something like that, where it's all about getting the warmth and the the spirit of being together and the being warm and cozy. I can get behind that, especially with the, it raining sideways outside right now. So Copenhagen, I would just like to spend, you know, even just a few days in the city just to kind of see what it's all about and explore it. 
yeah, hope maybe even uh, contact these folks. I do have their email and get together with them and have a meal. So Copenhagen is my number nine. Number eight, Sicily. It's kind of hard for me not to put someplace <laughs> in Italy on my list. I could put all of Italy. But one of the things that, you know, as I travel and when people bring up Italy, a lot of people will say, have you been to Sicily? And I always feel like I put my, I sort of hang my head and I'm like, no. <laughs> and I feel kind of ashamed because everybody that goes is like, oh, it's just so different. It's so cool. It's so unique. And that's all the reasons why I want to go there is because I know that even though it is part of Italy, it's also quite different. And I think like that culture, I think going, I think like going to Mount Etna would be really cool. You know, the coastline, there's a lot of, you know, there's ruins there, there's little towns, it's got a little bit of everything. So for me, I think Sicily just had to make the bucket list. I was sort of torn. I almost put Sardinia on there. And I would probably, if I could make it a twofer, I'd probably add Sardinia as well, because I know that that, again, is also a very unique island of Italy, different from Sicily, different from the mainland. But um, if I could do a twofer, I would do a twofer. So maybe I am making this a twofer because I think I've talked myself into it, but I will leave it at Sicily. Number seven. This has been on my list and I was really hoping to knock it off this year. And that's the German Christmas markets. And I think the biggest reason I didn't do it this year is because I was moving around so much my first four months that I just knew that I wouldn't go and spend like a month in one little town um, for the German Christmas markets. I knew I would want to go to a few different markets. So I knew that that was going to be more moving around, which is why I didn't do it this year. Now, will it happen next year? I don't know. We'll see, but I'm going to keep it on my list because I do want to go to the markets. Now, I did hear that uh, inflation has kind of hit the German Christmas markets, which is kind of unfortunate. So we'll see where things are. So maybe it's a good thing I didn't go this year. I might've been spending more money. So we'll see. Uh, you know, there are other markets. There are actually some markets in a lot of other places. I mean, here in Scotland, Edinburgh has one. They uh, do some in the northern part of Italy. Some of the towns, I think Bolzano has one. I think some of the smaller towns do in Italy. Of course, they have some through Austria. You know, every place, the places in France, they've kind of become pr pretty common. But I really want to hit the German ones. And I would like to hit some of the smaller ones. So that kind of remains on my list. I was really hoping that would be knocked off, but I really felt like I had my reasons. I really needed to slow down <laughs> when I was traveling in 2023. And I knew that that was not going to be a way for me to slow down and get some work done. So that's number seven. Okay, number six. This is a little bit of a twofer because it's two regions, but they are next to each other. This is Asturias and Galicia in northern Spain. And interestingly, I met a young woman who was working in one of the outdoor shops in Ambleside in the Lake District, and she was originally from Asturias. And we started to chat and I was like, yeah, that's, you know, the Picos de Europa. And she was surprised that I kind of knew about it. And, you know, I told her I was a travel agent and she, you know, was kind of just singing the praises of it. And, you know, then I said something about Galicia and she's like, oh yes, it's really beautiful. And it just, again, it's those chance meetings of someone 
And it sort of sparked my interest in that, like Galicia has always been a place. And then I'm always like, oh yeah, I forget about neighboring Asturias where the Picos de Europa are. And I remember kind of my first sort of introduction to the Picos de Europa was through my friend in Ireland because her and her husband, I think they were, they were just dating then. So this was, gosh, several years ago now. They were going there. And I remember too, like uh, seeing some of her photos after they had gone, because I was like, please send photos and uh, it looked really, really beautiful. So again, that just sort of reignited my my passion for some other places to visit. And I thought, oh, I need to add that to my bucket list because, hey, you know, again, it's, it's one of those places that I feel like, you know, a lot of Americans maybe don't head always to that part of Spain. You know, people tend to go to Barcelona or the Basque country, uh, Costa del Sol, you know, Andalusia, Madrid has become very popular, but they don't always make it up into some of these different regions. And these two regions of Asturias and Galicia, um, unless you're walking the Camino de Santiago, you're really not going to necessarily be in them. So they are on my list as a joint number six. Now, number five, I sort of made this very broad, but I want to go back to the Greek islands. I've only been to Santorini. I am currently planning a trip uh, for some honeymooners that are going to go to Santorini and then they're going to go to Paros along with a little bit of time in Athens. And, you know, as I'm planning it, I'm like, um, I'd really like to go back. I'd love to go back to Santorini. No, there's no denying. It is as dreamy in person as it looks in the photos. But I'm like, oh, there's all these other great Greek islands. And I would just really kind of like to get out there and maybe spend some time, you know, spending maybe spend a week in one place and maybe spend a week in another. Just, you know, not necessarily a whole lot of time, but uh, I would just really like to explore them a little bit more. There are a lot of Greek islands, so there's a lot to choose from. But there are a few uh, that sort of pop up. Um, Paros actually is one of the ones that I would really like to go to. So there's a lot of them. So I'm not going to go into like all the different ones, but I would, I think I would probably be happy (laughs) visiting most any of them, including Crete. You know, I mean, Crete's a lot bigger. You could definitely like probably spend a whole month there if you wanted to. So the Greek islands, just getting back to them and spending a little bit of time there in the general Mediterranean Sea. But of course, it's like the Ionian and the and the Aegean, depending on uh, what part of the Mediterranean you're in and what Greek group of Greek islands you are going to go visit. So yeah, Greek islands, number five, I'm sure that they are probably, that's probably something that's on a lot of people's buckets list and it should be. And number four is more islands, only not so warm. (laughs) These are the Shetland Islands. And I believe that I've had this on my list. I think this was on my list for, yeah, it was on my list last year. So uh, this is (laughs) nothing new uh, as were the Christmas markets. The Shetland Islands in way, 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 way up north in Scotland. They are actually pretty close to the Arctic Circle. So they are pretty special. They're very different. Uh, A lot of, of course, Norse 
nice Viking uh, kind of tradition and history there. Friend of the show, Beau Frazier of Scotland Your Way, has been up there. I think she was up there actually in 2023. Uh, I think she and her husband, Eric, took a trip up there. And I think she took some clients up there. And she's like, yeah, she goes, it's pretty special. So it's a place that has been on my list. Obviously, it was on my list last year. And it's making a reappearance this year. Actually, I think these top few are repeats of sorts. So anyway, the Shetland Islands, definitely want to try to get there. You can fly up to them. You can ferry up to them. There's an overnight ferry from Aberdeen that you can take. So uh, it's possible. You just have to make a little extra effort because they are so, so much further north. But uh, I understand that they are just Absolutely beautiful and uh, very interesting, um, you know, culturally and just special. So Shetland Islands, Scotland, definitely on my list at number four. Number three, also making another appearance, is in France. And this is the Tour de Mont Blanc. This is the trail that circumnavigates Mont Blanc, the uh, big 14,000 foot peak that is mostly in France, but it also goes into Switzerland and Italy. So actually, as you circumnavigate, you get to hit three countries, which is kind of something cool as well. And, you know, I kind of feel the clock ticking on this one because it is a long distance hike. It is up in the mountains and I feel like, Lynn, you're not getting any younger. You better do this soon. So I have actually reached out to one of my friends, my Colorado friends, who is the same age as me. And uh, have kind of said, hmm, I'd kind of like to do this with you. So hopefully it will be something that will happen in the next couple of years before my body just says, yeah, you can't do this long distance trail. I'm hoping that that's not the case, that my body will hold out and I'll be able to do this stuff well into my older years, my next decade at least. But it's something that I feel like is knocking on the door. And uh, I really would love to do it. It'd be fun to do it and then depending on how I felt about it, maybe do a small group tour doing it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I need to go do it first myself and see what it's like and see how difficult it is. So that's making uh, another appearance on my list is the Tour de Mont Blanc in France. Now, my top two, I have to admit, um, they were on my list last year, but they were on there kind of a little bit more Specific. So my list from 2023 had number three, the Western Fjords of Norway. And at number one was was to do winter in Finnish Lapland. So at number two, I have just Finland in general. And the reason I decided to change this is I definitely want to see the Northern Lights. So I could just put like the Northern Lights is this. And and by the way, yes, Norway is number one. <laughs> so, so, and the reason I'm kind of, I, I feel like I want to lump them into one, even though they're two different countries is because I want to go see the Northern Lights. And there's part of me that would like to go to Finnish Lapland. And then there's another part that's like, oh, but wouldn't it be cool to be up in uh, Lofoten, um, the Lofoten Islands up that way, way up in the, the northern reaches of Norway to see the Northern Lights? Because I know that there would be some some cool places. But the other thing is, like, yeah, I want to go to the 
fjords of Norway. And I'd like to be there in, I don't know, maybe summer, you know, or the latter part of summer, or even in like spring, maybe May or June or something like that, to be able to get out and maybe be on some of the trails on in both countries. Finland has lots of trees. There's some Instagram account that I follow that's uh, a, a Finland account. And I always see like these beautiful like lakes and trees. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be really nice to see that. And of course, you know, you're not going to go in the winter and you're not going to see the to, to get to, to do that. And then, you know, you can't see the Northern Lights if you go in the summer. So I kind of am like, well, maybe I'll go and see both places at different times of the year. So they, so both countries are on there for the Northern Lights, and then they're on there for kind of more, um, what I'll say, warm weather, summer fun, like you know, doing some hiking, getting out into nature where it's not all covered in snow, <laughs> and where you have some daylight. So they they kind of make my. They're, in some ways, I feel like they're a joint number one, but I thought, nah, I'm going to put Norway at number one this year because, of course, I just had Jason Moore of Zero to Travel on uh, the podcast a couple episodes ago, and he was talking all about Norway, and it just... You know, the one thing he said about that is, yeah, it can be expensive to come up this way. And Finland's the same way. Switzerland can be the same way. And uh, a lot of the Scandinavian countries are that way. But it's like, hey, if you want to do it, just do it. And you find a way to do it. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. Um, I don't know. I, I have the feeling one of the countries is going to end up happening in, in 2024. I just feel like I it's time. I need to make it happen. So that rounds out my my top 11, sort of, sort of 10, sort of 11, maybe 12, <laughs> since I just started to throw Sardinia on there along with Sicily. So that's sort of my bucket list. So let me just recap it. And then I'm going to go to a couple of other things. So I had the Tatras Mountains of Southern Poland, uh, Northern Slovakia, Romania, Copenhagen, Denmark, the Italian island of Sicily, the German Christmas markets, the Asturias and Galicia regions in Northern Spain, the Greek islands, sort of generally, but you know, I wouldn't go to all of them, obviously. Once I would pick out a couple, but just getting back to a couple, maybe going back to Santorini. The Shetland Islands of Scotland. The Tour de Mont Blanc hiking trail around Mont Blanc, uh, mostly in France. And then the countries of Finland and Norway round out my top 10, 11, 12. <laughs> so are any of these places on your list? I'd be curious to know. Uh, you can always hit me up, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, awardyourway.com and let me know. But those are sort of my bucket list. And these are all places that I have not been to. I want to kind of emphasize that. I've not been to any of them. Of course, I have been to a one Greek island, but just one. So what I want to do now is on my bucket list, you know me, I like to return to places because there are places that really speak to me. So there's a couple of places I just kind of wanted to put on my list that I very much like are on my bucket list that I want to return to. So I kind of just have four places, although you could probably make that longer. But I tried to really kind of just keep it narrow because I didn't want this podcast to go on and on and on and on. Talk about all the places that I want to go because, you know, let's face it, I'd go just about anywhere. But places I want to return to. So number four, I put down Switzerland. And I actually have a friend who lives just outside of Geneva. Uh, shout out to the other Lynn without an E. And I'm really hoping to get to see her because I haven't seen her in a while. So this is a place that I feel like 
might happen next year. It kind of depends on our, our schedules. We'll have to see. But it is a place that I very much want to return to because Switzerland is absolutely beautiful. And I do have a separate podcast on Switzerland, kind of a little overview. But I would really, really love to go. It'd be great to go, uh, you know, kind of in the summer and hiking season, or maybe even early fall, like September. I think when I was there was early September, the one visit I made there back in 2014. Yeah, it's been 10 10 years. So it's time for me to get back, right? So uh, Switzerland is a place that is really high on my bucket list for a return trip. The third place on this list is Slovenia. Now, I've got a few episodes out there on Slovenia, and I just love this little country. It's so beautiful. And to me, it's, wow, it's really a place that will draw in a lot of people who love the outdoors. There are so many trees here, folks. I just, that was my first impression was, wow, look at all the trees, beautiful mountains, trees, there's caves. And yes, then there is this beautiful little capital city that's very, quite small and very easy to get around, very pedestrian friendly. And then there's all kinds of smaller towns. And I just kind of like to get out and explore a little bit more. I'd like to get into into the Julian Alps a little bit more, get into Triglav National Park a little bit more, go back around Lake Bohine, which I just absolutely loved. And I'd like to go further east in the country because I understand that there's kind of that little... Um, a lot of a lot of vineyards, I think, over that way, and then these spa towns that can be pretty common, like throughout places like Austria and Germany and parts of Germany, where you know there's there's like little you know like hot pools and and things like that that you can go to and has kind of this spa feel, but then they have these beautiful little towns all around it. So Slovenia is definitely very high on my list to return to. Number two on my list is the Canazze area. And that is actually in the Trentino part of Trentino Alto Adige in Italy. And I spent a week here and I just loved it. It's kind of a busy little town. You know, I was there in July. So it was, you know, kind of the height of the Italians taking their holiday time. But what a beautiful town surrounded by Dolomite Peaks, all kinds of trails of all levels to go onto. And I'm like, I am coming back here. It was definitely a place that will be one of my places that may eventually get onto a small group tour because it's just so lovely to, it's, it's, it is, it's just gorgeous. I mean, all around and I really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, my weather was a little, eh, I remember a couple big, good rainstorms coming through. I think the power went out at one point, but I loved it and can't wait to return there. So that is high on my list. And number one is, of course, the far north of Scotland. And having been there now twice, and I keep making my way out just a little further north, I don't quite get all the way up up to the to the tippy top to like Durness or some, somewhere like that. I want to go back and, and explore more and hope that I have better weather. I really did not have the best of weather when I was up here. So in 2023, if you go back, uh, there are a couple of episodes I'll link to in the show notes for the far north of Scotland, but it's so beautiful up there. It's just all about the nature. There's some places that I haven't been that I want to, that I want to go that I've driven by. And then I want to, again, I want to get further north and to really explore a little bit more of it. It's just so beautiful. So those are kind of my little four kind of bucket list places that I want to return to sort of my top four. And lastly, I just want to kind of share a few of my possible plans for 
2024. And again, you know, I'm not doing this like to like toot my horn or anything, but more to inspire you to kind of be like, oh yeah, what about this place? What about that place? I might be mentioning some places that you don't really know a whole lot about. So maybe you'll investigate good old Google, go in there and Google Slovenia if you don't know a whole lot about Slovenia, you know, things like that. So I just, this is kind of an an inspirational episode as well as maybe a call to action saying, hey, why don't you make your own bucket list and see what you can cross off in the next couple of years. So places I think I'll go to in 2024, uh, the number one place, well, I guess I should, I don't know, should I go? I'll, I'll start with the number one. I'm going to, I'm going to do this reverse. I am definitely going back to Ireland. I'm making that happen regardless because it's been, it will be, it's six years. I haven't been since 2018. You know, I had planned to go maybe in like 2020 or something like that, but you know, then the world shut down and then with my dad and everything. So it's been a while and I would really like to see my friend there. It's been a while since I've seen her. I probably will not recognize her boys who are, I haven't seen in six years. So uh, that's going to be interesting. I don't know exactly where in Ireland I plan on going yet, but something tells me Killarney National Park in that area and like Ken Ken Mare and Killarney National Park will be kind of one of my number one places because it's a place I've wanted to explore more. But Ireland in general, probably spending at least three or four weeks there and being able to kind of dive into some some spots a little bit deeper, such as Killarney National Park. Uh, that's just, that's one of my places that I just feel like I have, I've, been a couple of times, but there's lots of things that I would like to do in that area. So Ireland is definitely going to happen. The second place I'm definitely going to obviously is back to Sud Tyrol because of the small group tour happening from June 16th to June 28th that I will be leading. Uh, we will also have a hiking guide. And again, the link to the small group tour will be in the show notes. And I really hope to have some of you join me. It's going to be a spectacular journey through Sud Tyrol, starting with the wine route and doing a couple of vineyard visits and some nice kind of easy walks there. And then making our way to Castel Rotto and going to uh, Abbazia di Novicella, the uh, Novicella Abbey, and going up to Alpi di Susi and doing some hikes there and then finishing in San Vigilio di Marebe and enjoying the town there and doing one last really great hike up to Grand Fanus. It's going to be an amazing, amazing trip. I'm very, very excited about it. I would make it even longer, but I know not everybody can take that long. I'd be like, okay, everybody, we're going to spend a month here. (laughs) So I really tried to keep it a little like, you know, with travel time at around two weeks so that it would be doable for everyone. You know me, I love it there. It's one of my favorite places on the planet. So to be able to share it with some of you is just going to be, it's going to be great. Okay. So the other place that I'm definitely going back to is Scotland. Um, I do have tickets to the Open Championship, which is in the States, we kind of would would call it the British Open. This is the golf tournament and that's mid-July. So I will be going back to Scotland for sure for a little bit of time then. And I will be going back over to St. Andrews for some time in late October. October into probably early November. So I'm going to, that's kind of, I still have a lot of things, pieces of the puzzle to figure out where things are going to go, but those are definitely back to Scotland. (laughs) I have to admit, um, as I look out the window and can barely see outside because it's just raining and winding and 
all that kind of stuff out there. It's just a dreadful day out there. I still love this country. <laughs> so <laughs> warts and all, bad weather and all, um, I just really feel like it's it's really felt like home to me. And maybe because I have spent a bit of time here, like long term, it's been great. And the other place on the list, it's sort of a surprise place, is that I'm hoping to go to Germany. This is possibly going to be with some friends of mine. Uh, We've kind of wanted to travel together over the past couple of years. We've talked about it, and we decided that we would uh, really kind of make an effort to make 2024 be the year that it happens. So we kind of, you know, my friend brought up Germany and I was like, oh, you know, I'd like to get there. So I think there will be some time in Germany, probably more in the Bav- Bavaria region, I think is is maybe where we'll concentrate, um, maybe down in the Black Forest, which has been a place that's been high on my list. So we shall see. Those are just a few places that are kind of either firmly on the itinerary because of things going on or strongly possible is how I would put Germany. Uh, I think the other three are definites, of course, but Germany is strongly possible at this point in time, unless we decide to do something like they had mentioned Norway before. And I was like, well, Norway's kind of pricey. But then after having that uh, podcast with, with Jason Moore, I was like, do you still want to go to Norway? If they said they wanted to go to Norway, I would go to Norway as well with them. That would be a kick. All right. So that's my bucket list. Those are some of my plans. And I hope that this has inspired you to make your bucket list to think about where you want to go. And again, it can be long term. Put something out there. Put put the places that you just really want to go. If I were to add one more place just around the world that I really want to go to, I would say New Zealand. That's always been on my list. And I'm hoping to make that a reality someday as well. But I tried to do uh, Europe only since that's what this podcast and what my business is all about. So where are we going to end it? We are going to say, hey, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. Just hit that follow button. Very, very easy to do. And I would love to get a review. I know I haven't had any new ones, but if you want to leave a review for the show, it really, really helps other people find the show, help find the Wonder Your Way podcast. So review if you've got, you know, just a couple minutes here. I know it's the beginning of the year if you're listening to this and I know things get really busy, but it would be great if you could leave a review. Uh, I would really, really appreciate it. And, you know, if you're not subscribed to the email list and you want to be in the know, just go over to wonderyourway.com and you will find places where you can get a free PDF from me on some sort of Europe travel, maybe some destinations, maybe some tips. And then you will get a couple of newsletters from me, usually twice a month middle of the month, end of the month, with some good information on travel to Europe. (sighs) Well, that was a fun show. That's got me dreaming about all the different places that I want to go. So go make your list. Do a little travel dreaming. Dream big. What are some of the things that you want to do? You know, it's always good to put it out there, put it on paper, or I have mine in a Google document. And of course, then I have these shows (laughs) that are out there. So now all of you know, share it with somebody if you feel like you want to share it with somebody. Maybe get with with your your spouse or a buddy or something like that and say, hey, you know what? Let's, Let's write down our travel bucket lists. And maybe you can share them and see like if you guys have places in common. And then maybe you can start making plans with your travel buddy and make these dreams a reality because they can become a reality. You can do it. 
there's ways to save up and uh, be able to make your travel dreams come true. And if you do need help, if you are ready to go, hit me up, go over to the Wonder Your Way website, wonderyourway.com. And under the services tab, you will see the levels of services I offer for helping you plan your trip to Europe. Or you can just simply email me, lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at wonderyourway.com. And if you want to share your travel bucket list with me, just send that email to me. I would love to, to hear some of your travel bucket lists. And if anybody wants to share them on the the podcast here, I'd be open to that too. If somebody wants to come on, you want to leave me a little voice message or something like that, you can do that. Or I can just read some out on the air. I think it would be kind of fun to hear some people's travel bucket lists. So... I think we're going to end it there. Yep, it's still raining, raining sideways here in uh, Pitlockery, Scotland. Until next time, happy travels. Slanjava. Slanjava.